0: Okay. Allegedly we're live here. Um, Farrell, I was glad to see you in the chat. Uh, I know you mentioned you like the, uh, the, the earth background. So, uh, my favorite one, you also, you know, I know you like the city one too. My favorite is the city one myself, but I can't do the live motion backgrounds when I'm going live. So we're stuck with the earth, but I think it's a good one too. Uh, so hope you're doing well. I, uh, I wanted to just start by, again, just stressing the, the video that I did last week um, uh, from, from Will, from my, my friend and former coworker. worker uh, I just can't stress how much that moved me and uh, been thinking about it really um, all week. Um, it just really, I think part of it, the sea the bag holds a lot of personal meaning to me And I'm kind of a little bit of a nostalgic person by nature anyway. So uh, it holds a lot of memories and a lot of like personal meaning. So that really um, meant a lot to me that he, that he would do that. And I know from working with him personally, that he, he is really that, that way. Uh, He, he really is that kind of person. And uh, so on that note, uh, and with this election season finally hopefully wrapping up, uh, I know we've got some controversy, sort of self-imposed controversy by the administration that uh, seems to be fighting the results. But other than that, you know, I think we can safely say that we're we're kind of working our way out of this administration. And I think that kindness seems like an appropriate theme. Um, you know, given the, the video that I shared again last week and, and just the sort of detoxifying of, of Trumpism in a sense. So on that note, I had a couple couple thoughts on the idea of kindness that I've been kind of floating around for a while and I had thought about doing an episode on it um, at some point and then I thought, you know, maybe it would be a good live uh, topic because I it's actually a thing that I I'm curious to what people think um, on this. So I'll start off with just a couple of examples um, to kind of illustrate what I'm talking about, and then hopefully maybe maybe people can chime in uh, if anybody's still around <laughs> after I finish my piece. Um, so okay, so two two examples, and and the idea the idea behind this is kind of you know, what, what is kindness, which is a very broad subject, obviously, but when it comes to kindness, what are people's motivations? And how do those motivations potentially impact the weight of the kindness itself? And hopefully, the the two examples that I'm about to go through will kind of illustrate what I mean. I know that's a little bit ambiguous. So the first one, so I was listening on NPR. I think it was um, All Things Considered. It was quite a while ago, but I, I was listening to this story on the topic of kindness. And one of the topics, uh, one of the examples they gave, was a man who had donated a kidney to a stranger. Which you you can do this. You can uh, not even necessarily know who it's going to go to. You just they're 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 in such high demand that uh, they will take a healthy kidney and it will go, it will go to someplace. I know, I've known people personally who desperately needed a kidney and thankfully were able to get one. Um, It, it is a literal life-saving organ. I mean, you cannot live without it where it gets interesting, where the story went is the morality of giving up a kidney to a stranger it is insanely gener- generous and almost to and like like an insane level because you can live with just one kidney, but you can't live with none. And kidneys are in such high demand that uh, you could, in theory, if you have kids or family, brother, sister. If you're closely connected genetically to somebody, you might be a good match for them if something were to happen and they desperately needed a kidney. If you donate one of your healthy kidneys, you can't donate the other one because you'll die. So that was kind of the point of the extreme, the extremeness of that kindness in particular. No argument that 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 was that was a kindness. That was a extremely generous thing to do. But is it, is it kind of crazy uh, in a sense? Like, because you're, you're not able to be that person for if like, if like for me, I have young kids, so it, it would be hard for me to imagine doing that um, because I would want to be able to have that ability to, to provide that if, if one of my kids needed that in the future. So that was the first example. And again, I'm not saying that the person was wrong to do it. Not, not at all. Um, But just curious on, you know, what's the motivation Um, again? I mean, of course you're doing an extreme kindness, but if something were to happen to somebody close to you and then you couldn't be because of donating your kidney, you were unable to save their life and we're going extreme example here in the future you know does that make it less wrong or, or or less kind or or uh morally ambiguous or you know i i it's and there's no there's not one set right answer um i would still say that it, it was extremely generous to do it in the first place anyway that was the first example and then The second example which i think is a little bit more interesting because this one gets more into the uh tangible aspect of the the actual result of the kindness itself whereas like with the kidney example you're sort of it's speculative you know someone might need your kidney later but they might not so maybe it's a good thing that you just donated it to somebody uh, you know and but this, this example I think is interesting. So, and this one is a hypothetical. I don't know if this is based on anything. I, I, I remember reading this somewhere. It was sort of one of those like ethical um, situations. So you have a guy who makes $100,000 a day. He works for Wall Street. He's doing really well. He could easily work one day a week and he would be fine, obviously. Uh, but he works four days a week. He makes a hundred thousand on average. He makes a hundred thousand per day. Every Friday he takes the day off, and he goes down to his local food bank. He even maybe brings some food with him. Maybe he brings, you know, a, a whole crate of groceries, and he serves them to the homeless that come up. Uh, he talks with them. He offers words of support. And he does that out of the goodness of his heart. And he has good reasons for doing it. And he's doing it out of a sense of giving back to the community. So it's a kindness, absolutely. Tangibly, if he were to work Friday, instead of taking the day off and donate all the money he makes that day, he would be doing way more. You know, it's hard to, quantify but he would be giving a hundred thousand dollars worth of goods to whatever he just he chooses to donate it to whereas he if he's physically going and handing out food he's providing maybe some moral support and and uh interaction and kindness which is which is good but it's not any more than someone like me could do but i can't give a hundred thousand dollars, you know, that's not an option, but you, if you have the means, you know, this is actually kind of getting into rule 303. Uh, although I wasn't, I wasn't actually thinking about rule 303, but it does kind of tie in a little bit. If you have the means, you have the responsibility. So is this person who is choosing to take the day off on Friday to go help, Take care of people, doing a good thing, um, but not taking the money that he could have made um, that day and donating that. Is he doing a disservice? Because then you get into the motivation. And this is where it gets interesting for me. So, okay, we've got a comment. So feral human says $100,000 worth of food would make more sense to me. So this is what I said, too. And so what's interesting is I have brought this sort of thought experiment up to a lot of people in my life um, just over the years. It's been something that I've been thinking about for a long time. I've just always been interested by it uh, as, a, as an idea, as a concept. And pretty much to a person, they agree with the, the guy going in, taking the day off and going in. And, and then I even say to them, like, well, what about the tangible aspect of the, the cash value of, you know, food or whatever it is? I mean, you could buy somebody a house in theory, you could buy five, you know, five decent cars, you know, there's just so much that you could do. Um, yes. Okay, thank you. So, for, so Farrell is getting is, is helping me stay on point here. Uh, so Perhaps the person donating wants the personal connection. He could also connect with the food. Um, I, I, I. Are you saying that he could connect with the giving of the hundred thousand dollars worth of food, or do you mean he could connect with giving the food to the person in person? Um, and there's a little delay, so it might take a second for that to come through. But, um, but, but yes, that that gets to kind of the crux of the point, which is the person doing the kindness is also doing it for themselves. And that's okay too. Like, I mean, obviously you sh- you should, hopefully, hopefully you feel good doing a kindness for somebody else. That's, that should be a, like a natural uh, thing that goes along with it. And if you didn't feel good about it, then, you know, you probably wouldn't do it. So he showed up and brought the hundred thousand dollars worth of food in person. Yes. And okay, so yeah, so he, he shows up and he brings $100,000 worth of food in person. And, and that also gets to another aspect of the, the whole thought experiment here. Let's say he goes in on Friday and works, he makes that money, and then he comes in on Saturday in person. So he still gets that connection that he would have gotten if he took the day off on Friday. On the other hand, he's also a human being who deserves his own pursuit of happiness. And he doesn't, if he doesn't have to work on Friday, he, he obviously shouldn't be forced to. Um, so, and and like, let's say, you know, let's say somebody else works on wall street and works five days a week and keeps all of it and doesn't donate anything. Um, so you're not holding him to a standard because well he's, He's not gonna donate anyway. But you have this person who has volunteered himself to do something good, but now we're gonna judge him because he's not doing it the most cost-effective or you know tangible way. So and again, I, I there's not a singular right answer on this. However, you know, like you can have an opinion on well, the personal factor that he gets his own personal sense of of happiness, maybe that makes makes up for it in some way. Um, but the thing is, there is a there is a factual dollar value here. And again, this is just this is just an example. It's not real, but we're just we're just thinking about it in these terms. One hundred thousand dollars. Versus the the warm and fuzzies you get by going down there face to face, and you know again as Feral Human has pointed out, you could do both. Um, you could come in on Saturday. So that's kind of that's kind of where I was going with it, uh, and it's the, the 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 point of it is not to uh, vilify somebody who uh, gives his time instead of giving his money or anything like that. Uh, it's just sort of exploring that idea that, um, that aspect of kindness. I, I just, I find that interesting. Um, and again, it's, it's, it is important to acknowledge that like feeling good about doing a kindness is an important part of the kindness because, I mean, why would you do it if you didn't feel good about doing it? And uh, but then you get into like the person's own sense of of um, not just his own self-awareness, but his awareness of his impact around him. And so, you know, you get into this question of like, well, I feel really good about going down to the food bank and personally handing out the food but i'm aware of the fact that i would be doing more by working this day and providing money but i'm choosing to feel better about going in and you know so it's just it's just interesting and um one other sort of side note that's kind of related to that is um, so you know, <laughs> my wife. Um, she talks. You know, we see these commercials for pets, like for dogs, uh, funding for um, like pets who are in need, uh, like dogs who need need help in some way. Um, if he, if you give money to dogs that you're not giving to like starving children is that is that morally questionable her her thinking on it was like well you should just also give to kids if you're gonna give to animals again I'm not trying to say one thing is right or not but it's just the idea that um, even if you decided to do both like even if I decide to do $30 a month for animals. And thirty dollars a month for kids. I'm still shorting the kids thirty dollars a month. Um, so I see. Okay, we got a couple comments. All right, my friend Jose is here. Wow. Okay, just want to say hi. Long time listener of your podcast, but first time watching the channel. So Jose, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put Jose on blast here in a second. Um, let's see. Let's face it. The person has enough money to donate without working. Without working Friday. Yeah. So, and I think that's a fair point. Either way, I don't. I'm not sure if you're saying he sh- he should just not work Friday and still donate money, or if you're saying he can just not take Friday's pay. Um, definitely, I mean, I, I'm in agreement on both. And again, and I and I want to clarify that I'm not trying to pass judgment on this imaginary person. Um, I uh, I just it's just interesting it's an interesting um, thought process. So. Jose, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, is a really good friend of mine, and he is actually the the original 10th man. So for anybody that's been around long enough to know about the 10th man and the whole 10th man concept that I talk about in the trailer, uh, he is the one who don't, who, who I'm getting messed up with the donations, he, he could take Friday off and show up with donations. He has the means. Yep, and there we go. See, now, nice... Nice job on Farrell's part there to bring it back around to rule 303. If you have the means, you have the responsibility, right? So, but yes, so Jose is the original 10th man. He actually introduced me to the concept of the 10th man rule and explained it to me. And I just, just was fascinated by it. Um, and, you know, we used to have these long discussions in our, uh, in our road trips to, to, to work um, when we used to carpool, uh, back when you could carpool still, um, and we would we get in these discussions, and uh, and sometimes you know I would I would feel like yeah you are kind of a tenth man like are you just are you just uh, arguing with me for the sake of arguing with me? But it's also kind of a um, like a check, you know, it's to um, keep you honest and make sure you're covering things from all angles. So yes, I am really glad that I was able to pull jose over here over to the the dark side um thanks for the words um because yeah he definitely is the original 10th man and maybe maybe someday we'll be able to get him on here on the live stream that would be pretty cool um (laughs) um, so yeah i those are just the main main points and i and i know when we started off i think pharaoh was the only one here but i think a couple people have jumped in so i don't know how much every, of everything else everyone's caught. Um, really briefly, I can just kind of uh, go through it. Basically, what I was talking about was the idea that there is a subjective aspect to kindness uh, with regards to one's motivation for the kindness and the actual tangible result of the kindness and where where it... it Uh, where the disconnect or I don't know if that's the right word, but where it becomes more about you feeling good about doing, you know, getting that warm and fuzzy feeling for doing something good or doing the best tangible thing that you can do. And again, we're going under the assumption of you're choosing to do something kind. Like I'm not, I'm not here trying to say everybody that doesn't take Friday off, Uh, to go help out is, is, is a, is like unkind or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, if you make that conscious choice to sacrifice a a part of your normal schedule for something good, then are you morally responsible to do that to the best possible uh, outcome for, for people That's kind of the, that's kind of the point of it. And then the, 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 so that was the, that example was based on the the person who works uh, for wall street and he makes a hundred thousand dollars a day, but he takes Fridays off to go down to the food bank and just hand out food to people and, you know, and say hi and kind of be a a kind person to people versus he could work that day and take a hundred thousand in cash and have a much more significant uh, tangible impact. And then the other example that I brought up was the, the person who donates a kidney to a stranger. And uh, the long and short of that is that, you know, a kidney is uh, extremely important. Uh, you cannot live without one. And they're they're very high in demand. And uh, it's sometimes it can be very difficult to find a match. And usually, um, if you have kids or a brother or sister, um, you oftentimes will be a good match for that person. So in theory, you donate a kidney to a stranger. Like, wow, what an amazing generosity. Like, hats off to you. That's, that's incredible that you did that. You probably saved somebody's life. However, in 10 or 15 years, when your kid needs a kidney, now you can't give him one like, was that morally questionable to make that decision? Um, was that selfish in a sense? Because now you can't do that for your kids. And again, it's extremely speculative, whereas the Wall Street example is a little bit more directly tangible. But again, I I am interested in that. So that's kind of all I wanted to say about those topics. I am I'm curious what everybody thinks on it. So if anybody's I don't know if anyone's typing up a comment right now. I am from the app that I'm using to go live. It's slightly delayed, so I don't see the chat right away. So I'm going to, I'm going to hang around for a little bit and see if anybody's jumping in the chat. The nice thing about the live videos is that you can still chat after the video is over while you can comment. So, um, so yeah, those are just my thoughts on those. Um, I am, I just find that interesting. And, and and again, for Anyone that jumped in after the very beginning, I, I started off by just going over my story about, again, with what Will did, um, in my video, a couple videos back, um, and how just incredibly moved I was by that. And, uh, because the sea bag is just so meaningful to me and, uh, it, it oh yeah. that was the other thing I was going to, I was going to tell everybody, he told me what was in the bag. So let me grab that really quick if anyone's interested in what was in the bag, um, I kind of, cause I talked to him about that the next day. So let me just pull it up really quick here. I was also talking with my son um, the night after that night, after I showed him the video and uh, was kind of asking him, you know, what, what do you think that maybe he would have put in the, ba- in the bag and we were talking about like food and money. And then he said, maybe he put in wood and hammers to build a floor to keep him safe from the water, which I thought was kind of kind of an amazing answer because the guy lived under a bridge. Um, and yeah, I was like, wow, that's pretty, for a six-year-old, like that was a pretty thoughtful answer that he put in wood and hammers so that he could build himself a, a floor. I uh, was so like, yeah, I just, I just love the minds of kids. Um, so anyway, the actual items were a triple layer sub-zero Gore-Tex sleeping bag, new boots, three pairs of t-shirts, socks and underwear, military thermal set, Gore-Tex pants and jacket, rain poncho, hand sanitizer, wet wipes, very sturdy sleeping pad, gloves and a beanie. And then he he went on to say that food is actually easier to come by um, than most people think. It's the other stuff that's harder. Um, And I thought that, I mean, those were just amazing, just really great, um, items and he's, he lives in Philadelphia, which gets extremely cold and it is getting cold and it's going to get colder. And I was, I was saying to him, you know, whatever happens, you know, whether he is able to take this and, and get to that next season, as, as he said in the video or not, um, if nothing else, it's going to make his quality of life extremely better. And, uh, right off the right away Um, just the fact that he's going to be warmer and have have some clothes to wear and a comfortable place to sleep I don't I don't remember if I mentioned this on the channel after the video before but uh, he did he did see the guy the next day on his run and he had he was sleeping in the bag and he had incorporated uh, the things he gave him so that was really cool and also the guy did not know that Will was the one um, who gave him the stuff Uh, I don't know if he's if they talk or like if at some point he's going to tell him, but I, I like the idea that he never told him to, like, I think that's kind of cool that he's, he's not, he's not worried about making sure he gets credit from the person for doing it. He's just happy to see that he's, um, you know, in a, a more comfortable place now. Okay. So there's a couple comments now. All right. So Farrell says, I'm thinking with the kidney example, they weren't parents of children when they donated, they were either single or didn't have children. And yeah, I don't remember uh, this. This one was actually a specific example of a person who did this. And I don't remember if they did or not. Um, I just remember it, they, they were discussing the idea of it. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean this particular person, but just in general. Um, but yeah, I, I, and if, if they didn't have any children and they didn't have anybody really close to them, then, um, then, yeah, I could see it being a, obviously a generous thing to do. And, you know, by the way, regardless of whether you have kids or not, it is an extremely generous thing to donate a kidney because, you know, you might, you might need one. If your other kidney goes bad, you know, you're going to need one and now you've just given up one. Um, so yeah, no, it's extremely generous. And then, okay. Jose says I would gauge the value based on intent and ability if a rich person gives you $5. It means next to nothing, nothingness. If a homeless person does, I would view it as an extreme act of kindness. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. That's a really, really good point. Um, I totally agree. I think that, uh, Again, it gets it gets back to Rule three hundred three. The if you have the means, you have the responsibility. Um, I think that uh, that's true. I think you know not not to uh, not to knock on billionaires or anything. Although I think sometimes we probably do that occasionally on this channel. But um, yeah, I don't think that a hundred thousand dollar donation from a, from like a Bill Gates is more generous than you know even a hundred dollar donation from somebody who's struggling or who's, you know, living a paycheck to paycheck Um, at the same time, tangibly the effect of that person giving a hundred thousand dollars is, is more uh, than, but this gets back to that other point that I was making before about like, if I choose to take a day off and go help, help out people, I might be able to give tangibly more by going and, great being there and maybe providing some kind of, you know, help, like maybe some labor work, like maybe helping with some, you know, something with someone building a house or something like that. I might be able to be more of more value than I would by working a day of work. Cause I don't make a hundred thousand dollars per day. Um, but if you do, then yeah, I mean, I don't know. You could make the argument that that person is kind of shorting, the people that they're helping because they're not doing it to the extent of their abilities. And I think that still goes, it's kind of the same concept as, you know, the value is based on intent and ability. I think that's a, I think that's a really good succinct way to put it actually, that it's based on intent and ability. I think that's, that's kind of the merging of the two because that was sort of where I was getting at where it's like, shouldn't the person be allowed to do something that makes them feel good i mean yeah the pursuit of happiness right and he's by doing that he's also doing a service for people but again is he kind of missing something by uh, not seeing that there would be more he could do and shouldn't he feel better about that about doing more um this is something that kind of people sometimes talk about like having kids um being selfish. And I think it's interesting. I think that's, you know, and this gets off into a whole other tangent. Um, but I'm going to, I'll keep talking as long as people are, are chiming in. So I'll just mention this. And then if nobody says anything, then I'll, I'll sign off. Um, but yeah, it's interesting on children. Some people who, uh, first of all, I'm speaking as somebody who has kids. Um, I think it's totally, totally understandable to not want to have kids. Um and i love my kids totally love my kids but i totally get the idea of not wanting kids and um i you know honestly if i'm being honest like i'm not, i'm one of those people that like i don't i don't think that i would feel unfulfilled if i hadn't hadn't ever had kids i think it's just one of the, i one of those things where you know life kind of takes you a certain direction and you go with that but i never i never was like i absolutely have to have kids but I was going to say that sometimes you run into people who think that it's selfish to not want kids because the reasons for not wanting kids is so that I can do my own stuff, so I can live my life and uh, not be tied down. And uh, again, speaking as somebody who has young kids, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a sacrifice, like we can't just jump and do whatever we want and just like, Oh, you know, we're going to go to Lake Tahoe or whatever, you know, you do how it changes that. But, but um, I don't think that makes you selfish to not want that. I think it would be more selfish to have kids out of some sense of obligation to, I don't know, grow the species, but I don't think we need that. I don't think we particularly need more people to have kids. So I don't think there's anything selfish with, choosing to forgo that responsibility so that you could get more out of out of your own personal pursuits i think it would be more selfish to have kids because you think that you would be viewed badly by society because maybe you wouldn't be the best parent you could be you know maybe you wouldn't be maybe you're not the person that should have kids you know so um but it is i think it's kind of interesting that you know sometimes you'll run into people who who have kids um and seem to think that it's selfish maybe they're just bitter because they're just tired and overworked as parents and they just want other people to suffer as well i don't know and uh, i don't think i don't think it's suffering to have kids i should say that but um it, it you know yeah it's work and it's just it's a little bit of a sacrifice um Okay. So Farrell said, if people don't want kids, they shouldn't have them. If you have them for someone else's thinking you won't do a good job because you didn't want them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's definitely true. Um, and you know, I think that a different question would be, you know, there are a lot of kids that that are already born that need a home. Um, are you morally obligated to adopt one of them as opposed to bring a new kid into the world, especially if you have a lot of money um, to take care of them? That I'm not I'm not even going to go there. The one thing I will say is that it is not particularly easy to adopt a kid, or at least as, as easy as I thought. When we lost our first child, I actually started looking into adoption um, sort of as like okay well maybe that could be a something to do because there's no there's no risk for one and there's no the the pregnancy part of it anyway um and then we'd be doing something good and maybe this could be like a positive you know outcome for what the tragedy that happened but it's not easy uh it's, it's actually quite expensive and they they do uh the kind of background check on you that maybe they should do just for having your own kids. Cause there's a lot of people that have biological kids that probably shouldn't have had biological kids. Um, so that's kind of a neither here nor there, but it's just a thought um, on adoption. You know, you get into like, if you have the means you have the responsibility, if you're like crazy rich, should you be bringing a new child into the world or should you be, taking in somebody who needs a home. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not making a judgment there at all. uh, One way or the other. It's just interesting thought. Um, Jose kid free. I'd be interested in adopting in the future. If I can ever get the hang of this adulting thing. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, Jose and I have had a lot of good conversations on this. And, and uh, the the one thing I'll say, and again, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to talk about anybody's, Personal lives or anything like that, uh, but the one thing that I have said to him regarding kids, and I and I'll say this to anybody, um, is is don't feel any like obligation. You know, enjoy the life that you have, and uh, you know, if it's something that you think you want to do, you know, then do it. But make sure, yeah, ab- that you're absolutely doing it for the right reasons. For for whatever reasons you have, and you and your whoever your partner is in this life <clears throat> have for doing it, not for anybody else's reasons. Um, but yeah, and I mean and it's a good point, you know. I it, being an adult is hard enough as it is. <laughs> like I remember coming home with my son, and they walk you to your car and make sure that your they make sure your car seat is in properly. Uh, and they make sure your baby is buckled in your car seat properly and that's it. And then you go, you drive away and that kid is now yours for the rest of your life. And it's like, you're just, you're just letting me leave with this baby. Like I've never done this before. How do you know what my abilities are to take care of this child for the next 18 years? Um, and that's it. But I guess that's, that's kind of the spirit of freedom too, right? I mean, you have the right to have your own kids and they're your kids. It's only when you uh, royally screw up that that the government will step in and for the child's best interest. Um, it's the opposite with adoption where, it, you know, one could argue if you're choosing to adopt a child, um, you're probably going to be a good parent, assuming you're not trying to exploit the child or anything horrible like that. But if you're actually wanting to be a parent and taking the time because again it's not easy maybe that's why they make it not easy and expensive because they want to make sure they're getting people who are going to be the best parents they can be but there's so many kids that need uh a good home that um you know one could argue maybe there would be good incentive to make it not quite so hard um and i don't know maybe in the future we'll we, you know we've talked about the possibility of adopting Um, and yeah, I don't know what would have happened, but in that period of time between losing my daughter and then having my son, I I was looking into it and maybe if it wasn't so hard, maybe we, we would have adopted. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I, I couldn't afford it to be, to be completely honest. I couldn't, it's not cheap. Um, yeah, only 18 years if you're lucky. Yes. Um, and that's the foster care system. Yeah. And that's definitely... Um, I'm actually watching um, The Queen's Gambit right now. It was recommended to me, and I, and I, I play chess also. That's a chess, it's a chess uh, series on Netflix, and it opens up with um, her living in that kind of not not foster care, um, but like an actual orphanage, which I guess I don't think they call it that anymore. But um, that 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 made me sad. Like as a parent, especially, it makes me sad to imagine kids in that situation and like my own kids. And I was thinking like, you know, thank God that, you know, we have a, we have a family system right now that we have arrangements. Like if something were to happen to both of us, so I know that my kids would not be put in a home or anything like that. Yeah. Some treat those kids for profit. Well, and you know, and that gets into like, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother avenue we could get into. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out. I'm gonna wait a couple minutes to see if anybody has any other comments. I definitely I appreciate the uh, the dialogue here. I really do. It's really cool. This is why I like doing the live, Really, um, I like being able to have the. I'm impatient, you know. When I do the um, when I do the pre-recorded videos, besides the fact that it takes freaking hours uh, to get that sucker up. <laughs> Um, on the channel, besides that, I have to wait for comments too. And I (laughs) to log in and be like, Hey, has Farrell gotten on yet? You know, have I gotten a comment? So it's cool being able to have that dialogue. And, and again, I think with this whole COVID thing, uh, not, I'm not getting as much like person to person socializing as, as I used to. So it's nice having this, um, but yeah, I've got to get more people on the stream actually. So maybe next time. Um, and, uh, yeah, and my, my, my friend Josh, uh, he's got some, he's actually had a, had a COVID case, um, at his job. So, um, he's kind of in, indefinitely, um, dealing with that right now. So, um, you know, we've talked about that and I'm kind of going solo for, for the time being, but, uh, but I am open to having, um, people on with me as well and actually will, it's hopefully in the next week or so we're going to try to get him on here to talk about more about generosity and his kind of outlook on life. He's a one of a kind person and I think uh, he'd be interested to kind of hear his perspective. Um, on that note, he is also, as I said before, in Philly on the East coast. So I've no, I know Farrell and, uh, and then Christopher Williams, who was, was here last week. I know you, you, you both are East coast. So that makes it kind of tricky. Um, usually like 738 here on my time is like my prime time for being able to get on here. That's, um, that's three hours ahead for you guys. So I totally, and I know that, um, that Farrell, you work, you work long hours and you work kind of late. So I'm sure you want to be get, going to sleep soon. So, um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you. I will pass that on to, to Josh, um, I don't want to. I don't want to share. Too, I don't want to share too much because I don't know, you know, what he wanted to say. But he, you know, it's it's sort of the reality of the situation. Like that, COVID is a serious reality, and I and I can attest with having my sister in law working as a respiratory therapist that um, it is it is insane. It's really crazy what people are what people are going through right now. So I am gonna I'm gonna kick it off then. I really appreciate uh, the three of you. There was four <laughs> for like a minute. About 10 minutes ago, there was a fourth that popped in and they were gone pretty quick. <laughs> like, oh that guy again. Oh man. I saw something about kindness, and then I saw that jerk. But anyway, um, it's been really cool. I, I like uh, I like catching up with you. I'm going to try to make this a weekend thing, um, Saturday or Sunday. Um, this weekend was kind of a hectic weekend, and I was really wasn't good for me um, to do a Saturday. But in general, I'm going to try to do Saturday nights, I think, especially because for people that uh, are staying up late, it may be a little bit easier if you're not working the next day. But, um, yeah, so I will – Hopefully, I'll get a chance to do a couple more regular videos in the in the coming week, and then I'll try to do this again next weekend, um, either Saturday or Sunday. And uh, I'll put up I'll put up a uh, I don't know what you call it a preview, like I did tonight. So hopefully, a couple people will catch on. And uh, yeah, Jose. My good friend, I really appreciate uh, you coming on. and And he told me the other day, he's like, I was binging on your podcast. I was like, Oh, you're the one that's doing that because I, you know, I usually have like a certain amount, um, like a steady increase per day um, that uh, that shows me like how many people watch it. And then all of a sudden, like a couple of days in the last few weeks, it just like jumped. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, somebody's probably binge listening to the show. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, so Jose, definitely a good, good friend of mine and he's the original 10th man. So definitely glad to have you joining in tonight. That was really cool. Um, and Farrell, hope you have a good rest of your night and, uh, mystery number three, Ken, maybe, uh, maybe Ken, um, (laughs) uh, have a good rest of your night as well. And I'll catch you all again real soon. Have a rest of your week, weekend, night, And uh, remember, don't be afraid to question the consensus.